This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my co-host and mom, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Uh, it's great to be on the show with you, as always. And I love the show because we have such wonderful guests on. And we're going to be talking about an issue that I think is just really important for people right now, and that's the fertility and the fertility journey. Because there are so many women, uh, at least in our area and in Northern California, who are waiting uh, later to have kids, and uh, there's a lot of issues around it, isn't there, Heidi? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've had my own personal issues with infertility, and New York City is full of women that have had infertility issues, and we're also full of twins here as a result of fertility, um, and fertility that, that, you know, in vitro and all that kind of stuff. And the person we're talking to today is an expert in this field, Mom, and like you said, her name is Nancy May, and she's been on our television show. So if you want to log on to Open to Hope and hear her there, it was a great show. And Nancy also hosts her own radio show, and I've been a guest on that. So she knows a lot about this topic. Um, and like you said, we will be talking about the fertility journey today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nancy's written a book, right? She has. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, Nancy knows what it's like to feel that deep pain caused by loss, miscarriage, and the inability to conceive. She sought healing, studied with masters, and transformed her life. She healed her pain, got pregnant, and now helps people do the same through her unique energetic fertility method. So that's it. So welcome to the show, Nancy May. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk with you again, and um, especially about this topic. It's it's so important to um, give airtime to fertility and the the fact that it's not easy for everyone to get pregnant. Exactly. And I, I love that you've got steps for people to take, and these are energetic things. I mean, people that you can, things that you can do yourself at home and uh, and in your life. And, and I think it's wonderful. I'm uh, very, um, you know, interested in the chakras, the energy centers, and uh, well, well, we can't, we don't have time to go through all the centers, <laughs> but I will tell you, people need to get your book, uh, Questions of the Spirit, because in those, you can look at the chakras, the, the what, seven centers, is that right? Yeah, seven main energy centers, correct. You want to kind of run through them really quickly? Sure, yeah. My my book, The Energetic Fertility Method, Tools for a Healthy Conception Beyond, actually follows uh, kind of the chakras one by one. So the first chakra is about security and survival. The second chakra is a lot about pleasure and sexuality. The third chakra is about personal power and will. The fourth chakra is about love and forgiveness. Now, the now, when chakra, she talks about these, these are centered in your body, right? They are centered in our body, and they run up from the, your tailbone. That's where the first chakra resides. And then the second one, they just keep going straight up your spine, and the seventh chakra is at the top of your head. And that's your crown chakra, yeah. right? And that's your crown chakra, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're running energy. 
All right. And if you get this book, you're gonna she's gonna talk to you about all those centers. But what I wanted to do was move right into some of the you call them the takeaways. And I think they're really important. The very first one is that fertility is a choice. What do you mean by that? It's a choice. Fertility. I think for, I can, you know. Yeah, for, fertility is a choice. Everything around fertility is a choice. And for me, what I learned while I was going through unexplained secondary infertility is that how I approached my journey was a choice. I could be uh, just forlorn and totally upset about the fact that I don't have a child right now, or I could learn from it. Wait, what is it? What is there about me that I can shift on my way to becoming a mother? There were so many things. As an example, there were things in my life where um, I wasn't really loving myself the way that I could. And the more that I loved myself, I learned, the more I was going to be able to love my child. So there were these little ways, instead of beating up myself, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't get pregnant. Everyone else can. Well, how about these <laughs> no, pregnancy tests? I mean, you, you guys must be, I, I'm pre-pregnancy tests, but how often do people, you know, spend, run in the bathroom? How do you, are you identifying with all this? Well, I'm identifying with the fact that when you're trying to get pregnant, every, it feels like everybody in the world is pregnant. Because you're noticing all these people that are pregnant, all these women, and you just, like Nancy said, you feel like, you know, your body's let you down, and why can't I get pregnant, and what have I done wrong, and and I like the idea of shifting the way that we're thinking about it, because we can really be hard on ourselves. And absolutely, and from an energetic point of view, if we're hard on ourselves, I mean, that's really bringing our energy down, and if you think about it, would a child... Would you want a child to come into an environment where there was such low energy? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me, I would choose to have, you know, be more, you know, have a more open environment in order to bring in my child if possible. You know, open meaning that I'm not holding on to these heavy feelings quite as much, that I take the steps to talk with someone about it if, if it's important for me to do that, which I, I definitely think it is. Uh, the fertility journey is not an easy one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fertility is about choice. For me, it's a way of refining yourself and refining things that are not working in your life on your way to motherhood. Wow, yeah. that's that's really uh, takes a whole different approach to it. It's not okay. It's my body. It's just a matter of going to the doctor, getting these pills, getting Clomid, getting whatever, getting my body to kick in like it's supposed to or and my husband to kick in and he's got to go be tested and mm-hmm. uh you know it's a different I, i've got to stop relax breathe and you say ground your grounding yourself is the key what does that mean yeah grounding is a way of centering it's not meaning you're getting in trouble right we have that connotation as well <laughs> right um, but it, it's about really centering yourself and being being um, relaxed. When you're grounded, you tend to be much more relaxed. Um, you're able to make more decisions easily, and you don't feel overwhelmed. And it's so important because from that state, you can really listen in and listen and tune in to your intuition, which can guide you in many different ways. And um, what you were talking about earlier about going out and you know getting the Clomid and talking to the doctors and doing all these other things, that's a very masculine approach. And, yes, we need that, too. 
the intuition and the kind of relaxing more and turning inward is more of the feminine aspect of things. And we need both of them when we want to bring in a baby. So the grounding to me is a way of helping me, at least personally, and the clients I work with for sure, um, to focus in and to connect with that feminine energy a little more easily. So, Nancy, how do people grounding. how do people ground? Is it meditation or? I was going to say that. Okay. Great question, Heidi. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are so many different ways to ground, and I encourage you. I cur- encourage all the listeners to to try out different ways to see what works for them. For some people, it's being out in nature. For other people, it might be qigong or tai chi or another form of martial arts. Um, I know for me also like some sort of physical activity can be really uh, helpful. Sometimes I just need to go for a good jog or go for a bike ride, and that can be helpful. I'm a golfer. Meditation is another way. Yeah, exactly, or something, something that just connects you. I call golfing. Any kind of hitting sport is kind of a single-point meditation because you have to concentrate. Yes. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's interesting when we're having these conversations because in with my first child, it took me seven months to get pregnant. Now that might not seem like a lot, but when you're thirty five and a half and you really want to get pregnant, it feels like an eternity. But with my first child, I lived in a city. I lived in New York City and then San Francisco trying to get pregnant. So there was no nature. And with my second child, which was two miscarriages, um, I lived in New York City. So I was in urban settings trying to get pregnant with all of my children, which is interesting, hearing this, mm-hmm. the whole yeah. nature piece. And when when that happens, you know, I when I work with people who live in more urban settings, I encourage them to go to, you know, a park. Mm-hmm. Or even like if, there, if you pass by a tree, you know, stop and really look at the tree. Maybe even put your hand on the bark of the tree. If there's flowers somewhere, to really stop and pay attention. And, like, there's this connection that you can have, right? We usually just rush by yeah. all of these sorts of things. But when we stop and we, we slow down, we have more of a chance to center. You know, I'm, I'm loving what I'm thinking about it. Heidi, I've never thought about um, dealing with your masculine. I mean, it's a masculine mm-hmm. and feminine activity, producing a baby and we go lean towards the masculine, but we don't bring in the feminine. I love that because you can do both. It's a great idea. And then, we're, and then we're out of balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So um, <clears throat> what do you think about, you know, people are waiting now to get pregnant. I, I think there are a lot of issues around that because don't you think a lot, uh, both of you, because you're a lot younger than I, um, don't you think a lot of the work ethic is masculine? Oh, yeah. I do, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a, a lifetime type A overachiever, you know, that's, you know, a reformed one now, um, you know, as much as possible. I, but there are still elements where I feel that, that masculine drive that we gotta, we got to do, we got to produce, we've got to work all these long hours. And that's very masculine. And, that's, and we also and have to wait because like we have to, yeah. you know, be, we can't stop and, and reproduce and, and, and grow jump a baby off the clear and, trap. You know, we're, we're, that's, that takes a lot of energy. Right. We're afraid we're going to jump off the career track. And and then along with that, because I am I am a major overachiever also, and along with that comes, oh, my gosh, we start. I started thinking with Alexander, if I get pregnant, I wanted to get pregnant, but if I get pregnant, what's it going to do with my career? And, you know, I'm getting a doctorate, and how am I going to fit this in? And so there was some ambivalence 
as I was trying to get pregnant. And Nancy and I have discussed this. And as she pointed out, Heidi, you were blocking a lot of your energy because you were saying you wanted to get pregnant, but then you were obsessing and putting blocks up about all the reasons why you shouldn't be pregnant. So, and that, that gets in yeah. the way t- sometimes also. Wow, that's, that's really Absolutely. Uh, fascinating. The, the analogy I like to use with that is like a fence. So in one side of the fence, you're all in, like 100% want a baby. The other side is like, no, you know, I have my career, what's going to happen? So Heidi, in your situation, I, I kind of see you straddling that fence. Mm-hmm. So your energy is being pulled one way, right, towards the, oh, my gosh, I got my career. How am I going to do this? Or, or I can't and afford it because at that point I didn't yeah, feel like I, I could. Yeah, I can't afford it. Exactly. And that's that such a big thing. A so I many guess. women, so many of us out there are saying we don't have the money to have a baby. We can't afford it. Well, by the right. time you can afford it, you're not going to be able to have a baby anymore. So <laughs> it's right. gonna, you're going to be right. 90. So if, if we're on the fence, <laughs> it's harder because our energy is not all in. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, just a good thing to be mindful of. And then, then again, you get to choose. Do you want to pull your energy more into, okay, you know what? It's just going to work out. I don't know. I don't have all the answers right now, but I know it's going to work out. You know, or do you um, want to go oh, and and consider all those all those like oh my gosh, you know, I've got all this t- work to do. I've got how can I bring in a baby? You know, it it's a choice, right? Um, there's something that's going on right now um, in some uh, companies which I'm fascinated about. I, I wanted to get your take and thought on this. Um, part of the um, plan, part of the um, Healthcare plan for some companies now is to uh, offer women who are working at a company as part of their healthcare program the opportunity to freeze their eggs, which I find fascinating because I'm I'm wondering what kind of a message is in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really important question, and I'm so glad you're bringing it up because. I'm not sure that the people who are utilizing this uh, strategy um, are really thinking about it in all different ways. So there's the, there is that, oh, my gosh, okay, they're allowing me to freeze my eggs, so guess what? I know I'll get pregnant later because I'll have these younger eggs. That's not always the case. If you freeze your eggs, it may be easy to get pregnant later. It may not be. And then from a, a work standard, I think it's also that very masculine energy that mm-hmm. that um, it, I think that that can be the underlying tone. I know that's what it feels like to me. It's like, oh, here, um, you can, we want you to work. So here, we're giving you this opportunity. However, you can also look at it as giving the woman a lot more choice. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in staying on the career path right now and maybe aren't quite ready or don't feel quite ready to have a child. Maybe you haven't found the partner, your partner. Um, maybe you just, you know, you're so excited about work that it just doesn't feel right to have a baby yet. So in those circumstances, I think it's fabulous that we have this technology now that we didn't have, you know, back when, you know, pretty much when Heidi and I were, um, you know, 
uh, much younger, and especially you, Gloria, that we didn't have these. Honey, we didn't even have birth control. (laughs) 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 It was very limited. Well, let me, before we, um, uh, you know, get too close to the end of the show, I want you to talk about committing to a daily practice because I'm listening to this show. Okay, I'm ready to go. I'm going to look. I like this male-female energy idea. I'm going to try to um, find some things that are more feminine to me and uh, talk about the daily practice, what's important for me? Absolutely. So if you think about it, we each have a daily practice, and it's what we choose to do. So in a daily practice, when you're bringing in a child and from an energetic perspective, it's to become more mindful of things. I mean, that's really what I think, you know, becoming more mindful of the way you talk to yourself, becoming more mindful of how you feel around certain people and in certain situations and deciding whether or not that's the best thing for you in the here and now when you're interested in bringing in a baby. So another part of a daily practice I know for me and that the the clients I work with for sure is um, grounding, you know, really taking that time to, to make sure that we're um, tuning into our feminine energy. So we're slowing down a little bit and uh, we're really connecting with ourselves. Uh, I well, I want to say that if people get your book, um, they will find out how to ground. I mean, you have so many yes. wonderful <laughs> ideas in here for how people ground, because I don't think, as you say, everyone does it differently. Everyone has different schedules, whatever. You've got wonderful ideas, but I think people do have to make the commitment to to ground, to take the time. Don't you think, Heidi? Absolutely. And, you know, I love Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, and she, for those of you that don't know, is the COO for, of Facebook because she says that what happens to women is when they start thinking, okay, someday I'm going to have a child, they, they become ungrounded in a way. They jump off the career track when they haven't even had a child yet. And she said you need to stay grounded. You need to stay on your course. And like Nancy said, it'll all work out when it has to. Don't worry about it. We worry too much about the future and try to be psychic. It will come together after you have your baby. Mm-hmm. However, I think uh, Nancy's saying that you do have to think about these. It can't just be that male side. You've got to no, kick I agree. in that female. I totally agree. And there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people it's get out so of it a little bit in the work world. Yeah, yeah so I was certainly out oh, of balance. Oh, you know, I'm thinking about guys, too. You know, there's some fertility issues about guys. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering about their sperm counts and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and grounding themselves. And do you ever get involved with men on this, Nancy? I absolutely do. You know, sometimes partners will be on the phone or on Skype with us, you know. Um, and sometimes I work with the men one-on-one, which is great. And I love when they're interested and open to this type of work and you know, now there are all the studies. There's more and more studies with um, cell phones and sperm issues, and also yeah. and also yeah. infertility with males that are older, and sperm yeah. sperm count. I mean that they're realizing that that's an issue right now. You, you know, older men produce less viable sperm. And I wonder yeah. how much that has to do with stress. I don't know if anybody has studied that, mm-hmm. but anyway, it would be interesting. Tell tell us how you get your book. There are a number of ways to get my book. One is you can go to Amazon.com and look for it there. You can go to BarnesandNoble.com, and you can also get it from BalboaPress.com. If you're interested in an autographed, an author autographed copy, feel free to contact me directly at Nancy at NancyMay.com, which is 
N-A-N-C-Y-M-A-E.com. And, and Nancy, what's the, what's the title of your book? The Energetic Fertility Method, Tools for a Healthy Conception and Beyond. Now, you, I also heard you say something about Skyping. That means you do therapy also? Or you work with people? I do. I work with people one-on-one, and then I have groups as well and online courses that I offer, and I do trainings. I train people in the art and science of the energetic fertility method. So if all right, and how do they find you? Sign up for all this. Yeah. Nancy May, right? Contact me again. Yeah, nancymay.com. Uh, send right. me an email, and I, I would be happy to talk with you. Absolutely. And if you have questions, feel free to contact me as well. And I just want to say, Nancy is really incredible. She really has a gift. I don't really say this to every single guest, but you really, really do. I wish I had known about you early on in my fertility journey. And please, if you're out there struggling with conception and infertility issues, please get Nancy's book and, you know, seek her out because she has some great ideas for how to unblock your energy. Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. I really feel that this is a calling, and I'm happy to be able to offer this to people. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's uh, been great, and I really enjoyed it. And thanks for everything you're doing for women and men. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for this opportunity. It's so great to talk with the both of you again. I love this. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Heidi, uh, great, great, great material and great uh, ideas and thoughts. I love, I really like this idea of looking at the men, um, masculine and feminine from a work point of view. And I mean, I think our world needs a little more feminine. I totally agree. And, you know, somebody once said to me, you know, New York City is a masculine energy place. It's dark. It's loud. It's, you know, there's a lot of sharp edges. Uh-huh. And like Hawaii's got a lot of rounded edges. It smells good. It's feminine energy. And I never, you never really think about energy like that. No, and I, I really, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So balance. I'm going to be thinking about it today. Absolutely. Make sure I get some, smell the flowers along the way. Yes. I'm and gonna we gonna do have the them park. in California right now. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be easier beautiful. for you than me. But I'm going to walk through the park from, you know, the studio to my office. And uh-huh. so that will help. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show today, and I hope that you'll all think about this idea of masculine and feminine and that you will take some time to stop and smell the flowers in your life. And we want to remind you to visit us at opentohope.com, and please tell your friends and family about the show because we're really there to help people and to have them lean on our hope until they find their own if they're suffering a loss. And thanks again for listening to the show, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.